What up, you goddamn sons of bitches? Welcome to another episode of Tired and Inspired with me, Jack Fox. How's it going? Hope you're all well. Again, want to start off this episode by saying a big thanks to everybody that has been supporting and downloading uh, the podcast. Squeaky chair. How about that? Squeaky chair in the first 25 seconds. Uh, it's been, honestly, I mean, this is going to sound silly because it's still small numbers, right? But we're nearly at 100 downloads. And it's only small numbers, and I, I understand that and I appreciate that. But you have to understand, when I thought, the reason I didn't do a podcast for so long, even though I've been wanting to do one for so long, is because I was like, okay, three people will listen to this. That's it. All If I put 500,000 episodes out, three people will listen to it overall. And the fact that probably by the time this comes out, over a hundred people will have downloaded the two episodes that are out is pretty crazy. Uh, I mean, thanks, I guess. I don't do this for recognition or attention or anything. I do this because I wanted to do it. But it's really nice that people enjoy it. And I've actually had people messaging me to say their friends have found it and are enjoying it, which is just... I don't even understand how. I just put a post up on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and say, hey, the podcast, how do people find podcasts? But if you are enjoying it, you know, do tell a friend. It's 20 minutes of your day. If you want to listen, then just switch off and listen. Oh, I'm going to burp. Squeaky chair and a burp. How professional am I? If, if you do enjoy it, please do tell somebody. That would be really nice and really helpful. And... Mega appreciate it. And thanks very much, once again. Uh, hope you're having a good week and all that stuff. I've had a pretty uh, pretty bland week, not going to lie. Watched some football. Uh, did all of my Christmas shopping in about an hour online, which is just fucking unbelievable, to be perfectly honest. And it, But now the annoying thing is it's all coming in dribs and drabs, so I don't know if it's going to be here in time for Christmas or what is going to happen, but... Christmas, man, can you be asked? <sighs> can you be asked with Christmas at all this year? It's crazy, isn't it? Spent a lot of time uh, in the last, I don't know, maybe a month or so, re-watching the TV show It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. And I'm now two episodes from finishing it again. And the reason I'm two episodes from finishing it again is because I don't want to watch those two episodes and finish it again. Because I'm really bloody enjoying it, and it's very bloody good. It's underrated, I feel. I feel it's very underrated. It's, it's got what people like to call a cult following, which is basically a nice way of saying this doesn't have very many fans. I think this podcast has a very, very cult following. <laughs> but it's so good, man. It's I, I understand why a lot of people don't like it. I was talking to Christina about um, my girlfriend, Christina, because she watches TV shows and stuff, and we like watching stuff together. And... I was explaining that I really like it, and she was. Like, she seemed really interested. Then I was like, "No, nah, you you won't like it." <laughs> I can it's I, I can see why people wouldn't like it, and also what I have noticed is it's it's fourteen seasons long, right? They're doing a fifteenth season, which means it's going to be the longest running live action TV show in history, American history, surely, and fourteen seasons, and it's basically the same episode over and over again and the same jokes over and over again but they never seem to grow old I mean the characters obviously grow old but the jokes never seem to get old or boring it's just really good 
I mean, I, I say it's the same joke every time, but what I'm going to talk about proves that it isn't just the same joke every time. But the guy that made it, who also plays Mac in the show, Rob McElhenney, but in the show is called Ronald McDonald, which is pretty funny. <coughs> oh, apologies for the cough. And the, oh my god, I've burped, squeaky chair, coughed and snorted so far. Don't tell your friends about this podcast, evidently. So Rob McElhenney, okay, who created the show with, with the other two main characters, uh, Charlie Day, who plays Charlie Kelly, and Glenn Howerton, who plays Dennis Reynolds. That's right. Uh, he, he, uh, between seasons, I don't know, whatever the fuck and whatever the fuck, put on like a load of weight, like on purpose, because he said as he watched TV shows, as it progressed, all the... Uh, actors on the show got like more attractive obviously all got personal trainers or like plastic surgery and everything and as the show gone on certain tv shows friends big bang theory or whatever they all get like better looking and more attractive so he wanted to do the complete opposite so as sunny got more popular and more well known he thought he'd become worse looking he grew a beard put on loads of weight in like every scene i can't remember what season it is maybe season what went on maybe season 12, 11 or 12, he had put on like loads of weight on purpose. It's really funny. And then after that season ends where he's put on loads of weight, he gets like super ripped, like super six pack out and that. And I'm like, oh, I might, I might turn gay for Rob McElhenney, is what I'm trying to say. But then, speaking of, at the end of season 13, there's a running joke throughout the whole show, right? From season one right up until the end, that Mac is gay, that the character of Mac is gay. But he's so like alpha male that he always says that he isn't. But then at the in season 13, 14, he just comes out as gay. And the rest of the the, the cast are well, not him as a <laughs> The character Mac, not Rob McElhenney. The character Mac comes out as gay. And everyone's like, yeah, okay, we know. They don't make a big deal of it, which is great. But then in the show, he comes out to his dad, right? And his dad's like a like in prison, he's like a criminal, he's like a badass old school guy. His dad doesn't like it. But the way that they do it, he doesn't just come out as gay and just sit down and tell him he's gay. He does like a a full on choreographed dance and it's so like left field. It's not funny, it's not meant to be funny. Apparently it was inspired by the fact that Rob McElhenney grew up with two moms, like his his mom was gay, so whatever. I I guess LGBTQ prop like uh issues you know strike a match with him or whatever which is great i'm all for it i think it's cool that he himself isn't gay plays a main character and that they don't make a big deal of it he's just he's just a gay man in a world which is pretty cool but i was watching this mac the episode's called mac finds his pride and he comes out to his dad and he does like this this choreographed dance in the rain shirtless with this other dancer and it's really fucking good and Rob McElhenney isn't a dancer by any means but this is really good and I'm watching it and it's like 2 in the morning when I'm watching it and it's been a hard week and we're stuck in lockdown and I want to go out and I want to create things and I want to make songs and I want to make videos and I want to get back on stage I want to tell some jokes, I want to play some drums and I'm watching it and it's a very powerful moment you know Mac's dad walks out on him and it's been 14 seasons in the making of him coming out with his friends. And he does it, and it's a dance, and it's arty, and it's perfect. And I start crying. I'm sitting there, watching my laptop, and I'm crying. 
and I'm a 31-year-old man. And I'm crying. These are some real thug tears pouring down my face. Watching a straight man pretend to be gay, shirtless, in the rain, ripped, with another lady. And I'm crying. Thug tears. I'm crying. I was shocked. I checked myself before I wrecked myself. Let it wash over us. Do you ever just let it wash over you? Like, uh, this is something I've been thinking about a lot lately, actually. Is that a lot of people try to make their life really perfect. And try to, like, not have any anything uncomfortable happen to them. And sometimes you just got to let it wash over you. Sometimes you just got to watch It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia and have a cry. It was emotional, man. It took a while. Not, I, I don't even really relate to it. I'm not gay. I've never had the urge to tell my dad. Well, anything, really. That's a bit too personal. Ooh. But I, I, I don't know, man. I just, I just really resonated with it. And it was really nice. And, again, sometimes things just happen for the sake of them happening. I just let it wash over us. And I was crying. Thug tears. Two episodes. What am I going to do after I finish? So was Sunny. I don't know. I don't know what else I can watch again. It was really good. I highly recommend watching it. A dan- dancer's a funny thing in it. Like, like I said, like Rob McElhenney isn't a dancer, but the lady that he was with, I'm fairly confident was a dancer because she was very good. Dancing's a funny profession in it. Says the fucking comedian and musician, but like. I don't think anybody is dismissed quicker than a dancer. Or maybe he's a porn star. Bear with us. Dancers and porn stars... Well, no, okay, I'm not going to put them in the same category. Dancers, dancers have a profession where it's only talked about, really, if it's done wrong. It's only noticed if it's done wrong. If you're a very good dancer, do people go and see... Dance shows? I mean, they definitely do. That's me being really ignorant. But, like like a backup dancer and a, in, in like a musical or something, you'd only really stick out if you were doing it really... Like if I was thrown on the stage when fucking Hamilton was on or something. I don't know if people dance in Hamilton. Probably not. Cat, right? If I was thrown on the stage for Cat, you'd notice that I was there. But if it's just fucking Billy Dancer or whoever... It's just like, oh, is it... The, the biggest reaction a group of dancers on a stage has ever got is, oh, there's a group of dancers. That's it. P- porn stars is a di- is the same category, but different uh, situation in that maximum during a day a porn star's thought about for like half an hour. <laughs> Cause after after you've after you've finished whatever you're doing looking at that porn star, you don't really want to think about what you were just thinking about them of. <laughs> you kinda of wanna get rid of that like as soon as possible. <laughs> so Do you understand what I'm saying? I wish I did. <laughs> Anyways, I recommend it's always sunny in Philadelphia. It's very good. Rob McElhenney's very good. 
and the dedication to putting on loads of weight, then losing loads of weight and getting ripped, then to learn a whole choreographed dance. Also, fucking, by the way, Danny DeVito's in it. So, if that, you know, if I hadn't already made up your mind, then I'm looking forward to the next season, which will make it a record-breaking season. And hopefully by this time next week, I'll have watched the last two... <laughs> the last two episodes and then I can talk about it some more alright I obviously need a drink so time from a word from our sponsors do you love your friends but hate them at the same time want to see your friends more but also sick of hanging out with them then you might want to try cold blooded murder Try different attachments for different weapons. Different theories and ways of killing. That's cold-blooded murder from Jack Fox. God, I'd love to stab some of my friends square in the neck. And we're back. Thanks very much for sticking with your boy. How annoying is that? Hope everyone's having a good time. I wonder how people actually listen to this podcast. Do you do you actually like pause it uh, during the ad breaks or just go straight through like a trooper? Because that's the theory: is that you put ad adverts in the middle of your podcast to break up listen in quotes listening experience, so people watch it like watch it, listen to it like in sections, I guess. But I mean, I'll, I sometimes listen to podcasts straight off the bat or. Alright, note to self, stop drinking Pepsi before you do a podcast, fuck's sake, sorry, that's really unprofessional. But I sometimes listen to podcasts straight through, or do sometimes switch off at certain times. Fuck me, this is boring. So what else has been going on, eh? What else has been going on? Uh, The actor, Elliot Page, came out as transgender, I guess formerly known as Ellen Page. Am I allowed to say that? Am I cancelled now? Was never started to begin with. Yay! But right, the, the, I saw a lot of people uh, online, obviously, especially on Twitter, having beef with this, uh, that uh, Elliot Page, before she... Tra- oh, I've already fucked it up like six times. I've made... I've misgendered him 400 times to start this conversation but I've seen a lot of people obviously on Twitter complaining about it because because these guys have no life whatsoever saying that Elliot Page has won awards as Ellen Page for like actress of the year or whatever the fuck so does does he have to give them back or whatever happened like like what's going to happen with that now and it's like who gives a fuck you know what I mean like who really like, why do you care? Also, it's still the same person. Ellen or Elliot, it's still the same person who was in front of the camera saying things and pretending to be Juno or whoever the fuck. It's still the same person. It's still, like, their brain being having that talent to bring it out. You know what I mean? And this transgender thing, like... Oh, that sounded really bad, didn't it? Take that out of context. Look, if you're transgender... Cool man, fucking great. I wish, as Louis C.K. said, whoop, gonna bleep that name, but as Louis C.K. said in his last special, 
he wishes he was transgender because at least transgender people have figured themselves out. They've looked at their bodies, they've looked at themselves and thought, this isn't me, I'm somebody else. Then they've had the fucking courage and balls to go and change who they are as a person. And you know how, you know how, imagine being a famous person coming out as transgender. It's just not even worth the hassle like, that you get online. It's fucking, but why do people care? Like, like Elliot Page comes out now is Elliot Page, and some fucking cunt in Coventry is tweeting him saying, "Oh well, I identify as a penguin." So, blah, blah, blah. all right, cool. If you look right, if I came out, you don't you don't get to tell people, you don't get to tell people. Uh, wait, there. What's the point I'm trying to make? Is you don't get to tell people what they say they are, right? If Elliot Page was Ellen Page and is now Elliot Page, you don't get to say to them, no, you're still Ellen Page. Because he's just told you he's Elliot Page. If I come out and say I now identify as a car, the next time you see me, brum brum, motherfucker, that's how you better address me, right? you got to understand this. You don't get to tell me what I am. You don't get to tell people what, other, what they are. And like I said before, who gives a shit? You know what I mean? I guess I don't fully... I don't, I don't really... Cards on the table, right? I don't really get... No, I, I don't... Oh, my God, I'm backing myself into a corner here. I don't not get transgender people, because obviously I get it. Also, yes, ge- this gender is a construct thing is real because it exists, <laughs> right? The legend of Bigfoot is called the legend of Bigfoot because Bigfoot doesn't exist. Okay, you can't say transgender people isn't a thing or isn't, you you can't say someone born, fuck me, I'm messing this up, you can't say somebody that's born a man can't feel like a woman because that has happened, so, you know what I mean, as a straight male, and I've always been straight, I just, I I don't, I, I don't get it. But that's just because that's who I am, and that's me. But I have got no transgender people, and I've never... I don't give a fuck. I don't, I don't give myself a pat on the back there and a gold star. Actually, funny story, the first stand-up comedy gig I got outside of, like, an open mic night in a shitty bar in Newcastle was booked through a transgender person. Used to be a man, now is a woman. However, she... Is a bellend, but that has nothing to do with her sexuality or whatever. I'm sure there's bad transgender people out there now. If if there is, call them out for being a cunt, not for being transgender. Who gives a fuck? You know what I mean? Nobody ever disses me for being straight. Nobody disses me anyways because I'm fucking awesome. But you get my point. First gig I did outside of it, Mike was in Bourbon, Durham. Heard of it? Me neither. Shithole. Yeah, man, she's a she's a she was a dick. She didn't pay me. It was in a re, it was in like a big community hall, like a huge community center, and the stage was huge. And we had radio microphones, and she had like a um, an earpiece, like a Britney Spears sort of thing. And it was it was a hundred percent something of Phoenix Nights. Uh, all the lights were on in the auditorium. It was freezing, uh, and it was like. He, like the room held a thousand people easily, and there was probably fifty people in. <laughs> uh, 
uh, didn't pay me, had a raffle, also had a person on who was disabled and had no way of getting them onto the stage. Uh, and it was just really bad. Like, had me on when I had jokes about, like, pissing on homeless people. <laughs> and there was, like, old people in the audience who... Obviously, like, Bowburn Durham. I, I don't even know who lives in Bowburn Durham, but evidently it's just old people who clearly got, like, a leaflet through the door or something to say, oh, it's a comedy night at the community centre, and they thought they were going to see fucking, I don't know, Bobby Knoxall or something. And then your boy rocks up talking about pissing on homeless people and having a wank. And they're like, huh? And it was just really bad and awkward. But, I mean, she saw me at open mic night. I'm not going to say her name, but it rhymes with Genny. And she saw me at open mic night and thought that I was good and then booked me. And I thought I was, like, in the big time. Because she spun a whole web as well. She was like, oh, I was... I used to be a talent scout for, like, ITV and... I've been to London and I've got an agent and all this stuff. And I thought, well, this is it then. I've arrived. I've arrived. But no, she was just a cunt. So sometimes transgender people can be cunts. So call them out for being cunts. And just leave the fact that they're transgender alone. Whew. Glad we sorted the whole transgender problem out. Well done, guys. We're powered through. We got there in the end. Uh, oh, it's almost wrapping up time. How about that? Uh, wanting to talk about really quickly, really, really quickly, speaking of comedy and stand-up comedy, there's a, uh, what's the word? A consortium, how about that, of Northeast comedians who have formed like a, if it was music, I'd say record label, but it's not music, so it's that kind of thing, right? It's called Felt Nout, F-E-L-T space N-O-W-T. And uh, they're just trying to, especially during the pandemic, they're trying to like give money back to out-of-work comedians and also going forward, hopefully when gigs start to come back, offer opportunities to other comedians and stuff because it gets a bit repetitive going around the scene. There's there's like levels to it. There's obviously people like up who've been doing it for a long time who get like all the really high-paid gigs, which is fair enough. And then there's people like lower down who've been going for a little bit longer who get like pretty handsomely paid gigs and there's like me as like middle tier you know who's just kind of scraping by so these guys who i think the only person i've been in contact with is lee kyle who's a very very funny very silly man um but they put up a thing uh, and they're selling like merchandise for christmas and stuff with all northeast comedians and they posted something on facebook uh sorry on twitter and it was the angel of the north the statue of the angel of the north and it had all comedians names written across it and I was scanning it, and I saw some of my friends' names, and I thought, oh, I better be on here, because my ego can't take it. And there I was, I was right next to Sarah Milligan, which was nice. And then I scrolled a bit further down, and my granddad's name was there. And that was really, really nice, because I haven't talked about my granddad uh, much to my comedian friends. Uh, because he was it was a long time ago, it was a completely different ball game. And uh, I don't think you would necessarily... Uh, approve of the way things are done now more so with uh, like open mic nights and you do gigs for free sometimes and you get like 10 minutes on stage or 15 minutes on stage whereas he would do like whole hours you know for quite a lot of money back then so it was really really nice to see that he's still regarded as like one of the best comedians that have been around the northeast you know there's obviously like i say people like sarah milligan and uh, chris ramsey and stan laurel was on there because he was he lived in north shields uh, but my, my granddad was on there, Alan Fox, and Spike Rowland, who was my granddad's best friend, and Bobby Knoxall, and Bobby Pattinson, all these people that I've heard about in 
from my granddad for years. And then you'd, you'd hear them talking about, but not, not necessarily my granddad, because my granddad was very stubborn. You know, he didn't do... Maybe, maybe I'll talk about my granddad in another, more in depth in another episode. But it was very, very nice to see in my name next to my granddad, well, not next to my granddad's name, but on in the same world as my granddad's name. Made me a bit, maybe a bit emotional. It <laughs> brought up some of those thug tears. Is what I'll say. <coughs> and it did. It, it touched me, and it was very nice. And uh, I had no prior knowledge that this was going to happen. In fact, somebody could need, needs to cut me a check having my name sold on merch. So I want to get in touch with those. No, I'm just joking. But I bought a mug for my mum for Christmas with the Angel of the North design on, with mine and my granddad's name on. And it was nice to not only as a bit of an ego trip for me to be recognised in amongst all these legends and my friends, like my friends who I've done gigs with for years, were also on there. And it was nice to see my granddad's name up with some of those legends as well, because I regard him as a, as a legend. It's the stories that I've heard uh, about him, and I know that he worked, gigged seven, eight times a week, every week up until the last few years of his life. So I know he was hard working and he had the job that I now chase. And it's very nice to see him recognised by my peers, to be honest, if people like Lee Kyle have set this up. So that's very good to know. Actually, you know what I do? I'll leave a link to the Felt Out Redbubble page in the old uh, show notes if you want to click on it and have a look for yourself. Maybe buy something for a comedy fan that you know for Christmas or just something for yourself to do Prince uh, not the artist or the royalty P-R-I-N-T-S Prince, I can't pronounce that right because I'm a dickhead but they do Prince, mugs, bags uh, t-shirts maybe he's fucking pillowcases I don't know, whatever the fuck but check it out man, It's it made me feel quite proud and it brought a little thug tear to my eye I think that's it. Thanks again for listening. Hopefully we'll be over 100 downloads by the time this is out and then onwards to the next 100 and then a million. No, I don't know, but we'll see. But thanks again, man. I'm, I'm pleased with how this is going. Thanks for sticking with me. These will get better, hopefully, each week as I get more comfortable talking to myself in my bedroom. Stay safe. Oh, no, 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 no. One last thing. One last thing. One last thing. Right, this is... I know, I know I've only got over 100 downloads, right? This is very cheeky of me to ask but the pod the, the site where i host this podcast red circle have a donation link if you want if, if i've given you any sort of entertainment if you want to send me like a pound or like 50 quid links in the show notes you can set up you can do like a monthly payment thing if you want or like a one-time payment or just don't if you don't want to give us any money for it that's cool you can tell a friend about the podcast or even if you don't fucking whatever just skip to the end skip your next podcast this is the last point i'm going to make all right but if you do it's christmas time you're feeling generous if you want to support uh creatives i say in air quotes then it's much appreciated uh and or just tell a friend or share it on social media or something or tag me or send me an email if you want nobody sent an email yet I'm not going to lie about it. I'm disappointed in the lack of uh, videos I got of cats twitching or dogs or any pets for that fact. But uh, my messages are always open for that. 
But if you want to send some donations, links in the old show notes, as to say, as well as uh, the felt note page, if you want to have a look at that as well. And stay healthy, drink some water, kiss your mother, drink on the lips, because you don't know where that mouth's been, and wear a mask. Hey, Keanu Reeves, fuck you.